Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me here for this Tuesday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We're Sports Ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You can find me on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and also at EthosFantasyBB, E-T-H-O-S FantasyBB, guys. We post all of our new podcasts, articles, every bit of content we got going on the baseball side gets shared out through Twitter at EthosFantasyBB. So make sure you're dropping a follow there if you haven't done so already. If you're not somebody who uses Twitter very often, that's totally cool as well. You can find pretty much all that same content at SportsEthos.com, and you get all of our other stuff there as well across all the major sports. We got gambling, we got DFS, team coverage. We got it all. So please make sure you guys are checking out SportsEthos.com and following us on our socials. We're going to be doing a mailbag show today, as is the the new Tuesday norm, since my work schedule kind of changed around. I'm working later on Tuesdays. I talked about this yesterday a little bit. Uh, it just makes it a lot easier for me to do Tuesday as a mailbag, also because there are just a lot of questions that you guys send on Twitter. You reply to a lot of different tweets and send DMs, and this is just a good way to organize it and try and get all your questions uh, answered here on Tuesdays. We do have a couple pieces of information, bits of news to go through, and I don't know if I've ever been more happy and then more sad from baseball news in the span of one day before in my whole life. Ellie De La Cruz was recalled today. That was, uh, who knew when it was going to happen? Nobody knew. Uh, I was hoping that it would be a week or two ago, but he's finally up, and that is fantastic news. And then a couple hours later, we get the Jacob deGrom, Tommy John surgery news. I can barely even... God, I don't even want to talk about it. I honestly don't even want to talk about it. It's just so, so depressing that DeGrom is going to miss another year and a half. It's it's just, it's, it's really awful. But let's start with Dela Cruz here. Those are the two big pieces of news we're going to talk about before we get to the mailbag question. So, Ellie Dela Cruz, he is a must-add player in all formats. Every single format in which there is fantasy baseball to be played, he's an ad. Earlier today, he was about 47% rostered on Yahoo and only 13.5% rostered on ESPN. I don't know what people do on ESPN. I don't know. I really don't know, guy. I don't. I honestly don't know what happens on ESPN to make a guy like Dela Cruz only thirteen percent rostered. It's not as serious as a platform as it should be, considering the big name that ESPN is. Regardless, if you're playing there, you can get Dela Cruz for free probably in most of your leagues. Yahoo, it's probably about a 50-50 split, and honestly, I should probably check again, because when I checked, that was a couple hours ago. I'm sure he's been added in some more leagues at this point. Oh, let's see what he is at. Ellie, Cruz, 61% now. He has jumped up, so maybe it won't even be half the leagues uh, where he is available at this point, 61%. He is batting cleanup tonight against the Dodgers at home. This is all very good news that he has been called up, that he is going to be getting a good spot in the lineup. This is great stuff. Uh, add Ellie De La Cruz wherever you can. Third and shortstop eligible on Yahoo. There's no reason not to add him and put him in your starting lineup immediately. From what we saw in the minor leagues, he is one of the most exciting prospects 
in a very long time. Somebody responded to one of my tweets today saying he's one of the bo- – I forget the phrasing exactly. I uh, think he was one of the greatest prospects we've ever seen in any sport. I don't know if we're quite that level, but he is, like the, I, in my opinion, the number one prospect in baseball. And I'm not somebody who does prospect rankings or anything like that, but just based on the sheer level of talent we saw at the minor leagues and the improvements as he went up the different levels of the minor leagues, specifically with his walk rate, there's a lot to really, really like here. And you know, He's a guy who was walking about 7% of the time at any level he was at. Now he's at the 14%. The strikeout rate was typically in the 30s or at least high 20s, down to 27. The home runs, the steals, the batting average, literally everything he does. He's definitely a potential league winner, so make sure he's not available. He won't be for long. If, you, you, if you're going to add him, you've got to do it today in most formats, unless ESPN, of course. Let me just double-check that one again because he was 13 earlier. Maybe, you know, people will start to add him as they saw that he was called up. Let's see. Ellie De La Cruz, still 13%. I don't know what's going on with Yahoo, but, or excuse me, with ESPN, but go ahead and add him while you can. It's not going to be a long window, guys, so make sure you get him today. At very least tomorrow. I think by tomorrow it'll be 100% door closed on getting him anywhere. Let's talk about the sad, sad news, and that is Jacob deGrom. This Absolutely sucks, but DeGrom will need Tommy John surgery. He got shifted to the 60-day yesterday, and everybody was saying, don't be worried, don't be worried. It's gonna. He's still in line to come back and blah, 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 blah. Of course, it was bad news. Anybody who said it wasn't bad news yesterday was kidding themselves. If you're close to a comeback or whatever it is, you know, you're a couple weeks out, you're thrown off the mound, you don't get transferred to the 60-day when you're 40 days in already or whatever it's been that he's been gone for. About 30, when was the last time he pitched? April 28th. We're going on 40 days here since the last time he pitched. Typically, that's not what happens when there is a shiny outlook on the player. I don't think I need to say this, but some people were saying this. Ben Verlander, I believe, was one of them. Don't really understand it, but today we got the news that he's done. So if you still had Jacob deGrom, you got to drop him. Uh, you, you, it's, it's a very obvious statement, but there will be people who still hang on. I know it for a fact because last year we saw it with Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller, I believe, ended the season last year still on 25 30% of fantasy rosters, even though we knew partway through the year. I forget how long it took. Maybe I don't even think it took half the year until we knew that Walker Bueller was done. So people still held on to him. People are going to hold on to Jacob DeGrom. It won't be a high percentage of people, but it might be 20%, 30% of leagues where he won't get dropped. And you guys might be thinking right now, nah, Joe, you're crazy. I'm telling you right now, 20 or 30% of leagues, maybe even higher, will not drop, drop Jacob DeGrom just because of the name value. Maybe some people have zoned out of their leagues already, whatever the case may be. He'll still be rostered in too many leagues. He should be 0% at this point, which is just so shitty, but it is the reality of the situation. So if you're still holding on, Send him back to the waiver wire. There's no need to, to trick yourself looking at your roster every day and still see Jacob DeGrom and give yourself false hope because he's not pitching this year. He's not going to pitch probably next year. Maybe we see him at the end of next season, but it's bad, bad news. He's going to go down probably as one of the all-time what-ifs in sports, Maybe like in baseball for sure, but you can look at sports history and say how many people <clears throat> were that talented and had such a short prime that we were deprived of seeing. You know, he came up, people forget, DeGrom didn't debut until he was 26. It's not like we had him come up as 20 years old, Yuri Perez, and, you know, have a long career in that sense. No, he came up at 26. He was essentially done at 31. It's awful, but it will, like I said, go down as one of those situations where you just look back forever and think what could have been with Jacob DeGrom. But I am done talking about it. I am too sad to focus on Jacob DeGrom. I, I need to move on. <laughs> we all need to move on. 
So let's talk about some of these questions that you guys sent in. Let's start with one here from Cody Mallory, uh, my old friend here from Sports Ethos. Abbott or Shaver? Andrew Abbott or AJ Smith Shaver? Abbott did very, very well last night. Abbott gave you six shutout innings. Was it six innings? Yeah, it was six shutout innings against Milwaukee, six strikeouts. He looked fantastic. Shaver, they actually announced, uh, I forget it was last night or early today, that he is going to be starting this weekend against the Nationals. He is the guy that I would lean to, even though Abbott looked amazing. Shaver is, from my understanding, and again, I preface a lot of these prospect questions by saying I don't focus a ton on the minor leagues slash prospects slash dynasty but Chauver is the better prospect. He is playing for the better team. There's going to be more win potential there. And I think overall you're going to see probably more strikeouts. He is now getting a shot in the rotation, which I think will probably stick given all the different nonsense that's gone on with the Braves starting pitchers this year. I think that he sticks. And I think especially, I mean, very, at least you're adding him for his start against the Nationals this weekend. But if I had to choose one or the other going forward, I would pick Chauver. It's not like a huge gap in my mind, but he's the guy that I, that I would be going for there. Uh, should I drop Freddie Peralta or Nestor Cortez? Don't have anybody in mind to pick up. Probably use that spot for streaming. I, I it really depends on the depth of your league. Like I, I think you can probably still justifiably hold both of them uh, in your deeper leagues. Now, Nestor Cortez, the news was a couple of days ago that he's likely going to the injured list. He, he exacerbated the injury somehow. Uh, you know, it was not looking good, and then he went out and pitched and made it worse. I was there was some report like that. Uh, I, I'm not like jumping to drop Nestor. I know it's been bad this year for the most part, but I know he's a lot better than what we've seen. I know the injury to his shoulder is not going to make people really want to hold, but I would still try to if you can. I think that he is going to be a lot better, assuming that this isn't something that is that serious. I would totally get if you want to drop him, uh, but I, I personally wouldn't be doing it just yet. Freddie Peralta, I'm kind of in the same boat. I think it's a very similar situation, which is probably why you group them together <clears throat> in your question. I think that they're both... Very good buy low candidates, more so Peralta, because he's not dealing with any injury at the moment, and the skills are still there. He's still striking batters out. I Again, it really goes back to how deep the league is. If it's a 10-team league, I'd be fine to drop both of them. If it's a 12-team league, I would be more inclined to hold, and anything deeper, I'm still holding. Um, <clears throat> but at this point, it's it's honestly it's a very tricky situation to, to give advice on without knowing the depth of the league. But I would probably say... Hold both of them unless we're talking a very, very shallow 10-team or, or shallower format. Uh, if you're talking 12 and deeper, especially with the volatility of pitchers this season, I know neither of them have been that great. But, you know, like you said, there's nobody in mind for you to pick up because there's not really that many guys that are available generally to pick up that are that great. Again, depending on league size, if you're in 10-teamers, that's a different story. But for the most part, if you're in a 12 or deeper league, you're not looking at that many great options. If you want to use the spot for streaming one or the other, then sure, I would prefer if I had to, I think, probably to drop Cortez just because of the injury. But I think I would be inclined to still hold both for now if you still can. Another question about Nestor, uh, dropping a 12-team head-to-head Cats redraft in a 12-team, like I just said. I wouldn't really want to. He said his IL is already full with Jazz, uh, Justin Steele, and Urias. I wouldn't want to. I, I, would, I would really still prefer to hold on if you can. Uh, let's move on to the next question here, though. It's a sit-start kind of question here. Uh, Berea versus the Cubs, Yuri Perez versus the White Sox, Bobby Miller versus Philly, and Tristan McKenzie versus Houston. Any or all, 10-team head-to-head points league. Berea's been very good, uh, the matchup against Chicago. 
It doesn't scare me at all. I would start him. Yuri Perez, same thing. Even though I said yesterday he's probably a sell high, I, the White Sox don't really scare me. He is somebody that I would be fairly happy to start. Bobby Miller, I think we're going to see it, – it's tricky. I, it's a tough matchup, but they haven't been as good as you might expect either this season. They really haven't, despite there being a lot of name-brand talent in that lineup. If you look at where the Phillies rank, I'll just pull it up here real quick. In terms of their offensive categories, let me just uh, get it up here. They're really not great. Uh, 20th in runs, they're 16th in hits, 14th in on base. They're fairly middle of the pack. 18th in homers, pretty middle of the pack team. Bobby Miller has done phenomenal things so far this year. So, yes, I'm starting him as well. The one that worries me a little bit is Tristan McKenzie, and he generally worries me all the time because I just think that he is kind of overrated. I know he came back and had an amazing start. But I think that that's probably a good time to be selling high on him. Just as a side note, you know, I don't know if you're going to get much better than five innings, 10 Ks of shutout ball against Minnesota. I know they're not the greatest team, but still, that's an incredible start to have your first start of the year go that well. I just think that he is overrated and he outperforms his periphery stats quite a bit. And, you know, I'd probably start him against Houston, in all honesty. I probably would. Um, it's kind of a toss-up. I would, you know, if it depends on you know, how many guys you can start. Because you said any or all, so I assume you have room to start all of them. But, I mean, I'd probably say of all of them, I McKenzie gives me the least confidence there. I, and I know that's going to sound like a contrarian take, like it's a hot take or something. It's just I, I was down on him coming into the season. I had him ranked as like the 40-some-odd pitcher in my pitch in my SP rankings before he was hurt. I just wasn't very big on him. I think that this is a great sell-high opportunity. And I think, you know, the Houston start is – it's a tricky one because Houston is ridiculously good. I'd probably throw him out there. Ten-team league, though – more I think about it, it's not a must start for me. I think the other three, absolutely I would. Berea, Yuri Perez, Bobby Miller, absolutely I would. Tristan McKenzie, you know, I, I probably still would, but I think out of all four of them, he gives me the least confidence. I just don't buy what we're seeing from him. I don't I haven't bought it for the last couple of years. Especially last season, I think that he got really lucky. And maybe things have changed, but I, you know, based on the different metrics I've looked at, pitcherless was really down on him. You know, I talked with Alex Fast and Nick Pollock this offseason, Nick early uh, earlier in the actual regular season. Their metrics, their PLV metrics were very down. Alex was down, from what I recall, Nick was as well. And I don't see much reason to really think that he is as good as maybe people think he is. He was going as a top 100 draft pick this year. I thought that was always kind of crazy. I just, I, I'm not a huge Tristan McKenzie fan. So he'd be the guy. If you're going to choose any of them, that I would sit there. But again, he, I would understand starting him as well. But the fact that it's a 10-team league, you don't really have to start anybody. You can be very, very picky. The other three, I feel a lot more confident than McKenzie at the end of the day. We got a couple of Ellie Dela Cruz questions. And, you know, we don't really need to go through them very much. Because one of them was, in a 10-team league, are you holding Ellie Dela Cruz for as long as it takes? The guy Tyler responded later with, you know, the, the champagne gif. Uh, you know, uh, Owen, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn spraying the champagne because he's happy. We know what's going on. Uh, he's up. He, you don't have to worry about holding him anymore. Uh, another question here, um, there was a, kind of a two-parter. So the guy said, do I drop O'Neal Cruz? My hitter's uh, hurting, and I have no center fielder currently. 10-team uh, head-to-head cat league, and there's a 40-ad limit for the season, and I've used 25 already. Well, you're not in a great spot in that case. But you can see from the screenshot you had here that you had Ellie Dela Cruz stashed. You followed that up with, uh, now that Ellie Dela Cruz got called up, what do I do with my infield? I have Torres, Altuve, Semyon, Christian Walker, Alonzo, Devers. Might need to drop one. I don't know about dropping any of those guys. And try to trade. Only have one infield and one utility spot occupied by Martinez. You just listed a lot of 
excellent, excellent players. It's a 10-team league, so, I mean, that's why it, it, there's a lot of value in the 10-team league. It would probably be be Glaber at that point. I mean, uh, of all the names you listed there, and I wouldn't want to be dropping Glaber, but you're, you listed off a bunch of studs. You know, you're not dropping Altuve. You're not dropping Semi, and you're not dropping Alonzo. You're not dropping Devers. Christian Walker has been excellent this season. It kind of has to be Glaber Torres there. You got to take the chance on Dela Cruz. Uh, you know, Torres been pretty cold recently. Over the course of the whole season, he's done very well. Nine homers, six steals. He's batting 258. He's doing exactly what she expected. <clears throat> but I think of all the guys listed, excuse me, I think of all the guys listed there, he is the one that is the odd man out for me. I mean, just looking at your team here, back to that first screenshot, you also got Lars Nupar sitting on the IL, and or he's not actually on your IL. He's IL designated, but he's just on your bench. I'd probably drop him. Riley Green also sitting on the bench. He's going to be gone for six or eight weeks in the 10-team league. Those are the guys that I'd probably look to drop and then move around from there. The guys you listed, I can't see it. Uh, I, I really I really can't at this point. Um, there's, there's just too many good names there for you to drop out of that out of that bunch. I think you got to go probably based on your screenshot here, uh, drop Riley Green, Lars Nupar. Those would be the guys that I would take a look at there. Um, let's see what else we got here. I dropped Wilson Contreras for Gary Sanchez. Did I make a mistake? You made a mistake, unfortunately. Uh, well, Gary Sanchez has had a good week. He's hit a couple of bombs, but at the end of the day, he might not have a job in a couple of weeks. Like That's just kind of the, the stage that Gary Sanchez is at right now. I don't know how much faith they have in him. He's been playing fairly regularly for them. He's been playing fairly well, but I just I, I would not have made that move. No, if you can still get Wilson Contreras back, I would definitely do that. He is the guy that I would be looking at rest of season as opposed to Gary Sanchez. There's just really not a lot there uh, fantasy-wise with Sanchez. He had some home runs, but, I mean, you're getting similar number of homers to go along with steals and better counting stats from Wilson Contreras. So I, I wouldn't have done it. I would, I would not have done that particular move. Um, the next, guy, next question, I think it's actually the last question we got here. Uh, what guys would you target for hold slash saves that are regularly available? This does depend on your format generally speaking, but if you're looking for guys who are available in a lot of leagues, uh, Yanir Cano, I mean, he's 67% rostered on Yahoo, had a couple of rough st- uh, rough outings like a week or so ago, but he seems to have bounced back pretty well from that. 67% rostered, he's giving you some saves, he's giving you some holds, lots of strikeouts, great ratios, he's somebody I'd look at. Giovanni Gallegos uh, seems to be getting a lot of run in St. Louis. Now, he had a bad outing his last time out. Maybe you know, it was four runs, uh, and he, I believe he blew a save uh, his last time out. Maybe they go back to Helsley, but there's a potential that Gallegos is the guy that they stick with for now. Uh, he's somebody to also look at at 57%. Uh, Brian Abreu, very interesting name as well. You're getting great ratios, incredible strikeout numbers, like stupidly good strikeout numbers to go along with the odd win, save, hold uh, from him as well. So he's another guy to look at. Those are the guys that I'm really interested in. Now, Dylan Floro is interesting. A.J. Puck is going to be coming back, and maybe that takes away the closer role from Floro. Likely it does, but you might still be able to get some holds out of him. So those are those are guys that are available in a lot of leagues that I would generally be taking a look at. Cano, Gallegos, Brian Abreu, uh, Dylan Floro. I mean, Aroldis Chapman is another kind of guy. I mean, 28% rostered. He's got the odd save, lots of Ks. The odd hold. Uh, there, there are actually a lot of guys, depending on your format. If you're in like a shallower 10, 12 team league, there's a lot of guys. If you just go through the Yahoo waiver wire and sort by relief pitchers, you know, Mark Leiter is another one. There are a lot of really good players who are still like less than 50% rostered. A lot of them, anyway. I know Cano is 67, um, Gallegos 57. 
for the most part, these guys are very available, and they can be a lot of help in any kind of league, saves or hole. Even if you're just in a saves league, all the guys I, I mentioned, you know, specifically like a Brian Abreu, he's really, really good even in just the saves league. He's like doing what Andres Munoz did last year for you, giving you holds, saves, some wins, ridiculous strikeouts, and great ratios. So there is a lot of value to be had. Not regardless of your waiver wire, uh, because some of them are very sparse if you're talking about a 15-team league, but a lot of the time you're able to find somebody like an Abreu sitting there or a Cano or somebody like that uh, who is able to help you out in that department. But guys, that'll do it for me. Really appreciate all the responses over on Twitter. You guys can participate in these if you shoot me messages at JoeOrico99. At Ethos Fantasy BB is where you get all the other baseball content we got going on. Guys, try and stick to redraft. I know I've said this a couple times. Try and stick to redraft questions if you can. I will do my best with the odd dynasty question here and there. But it's not what I focus on. It's really not my specialty. So try and send redraft questions in, head-to-head, points, roto, whatever it is. Uh, but just try and stick to redraft if you're able to. But, guys, we'll be back again tomorrow. No mailbag. We'll talk about some news and notes. Hopefully some cheerier stuff to talk about. I mean, it was kind of a mixed bag, right? Dela Cruz, that's incredible news. DeGrom is about the shittiest news I probably could have come home to today. But regardless, we'll be back again tomorrow to talk about whatever there is going on in the baseball and the fantasy world. But until then, guys, take care. Have a great night and cheers. We'll see you tomorrow.